0: Of the world we live in podcast. I'm your host, Eric Patterson, and alongside me is my studious co-host, Kyle Malden. Hey, everybody. How's it going, man?
1: Yeah, it's good. It's going well. I it's think. been
0: a little, uh, it's been a little longer than a week. It has. We, uh, we got tied up last week. We
1: did. Some, uh, yeah, some things came up. Yeah. You know, that just, time. just adult life. We're a bit, we're busy.
0: It, dude, I'll tell you what, the, um, you gotta step. You gotta step your game up when you start. When you start working,
1: you do. Yeah. Um. When you when you become work guys,
0: going to college is one thing, but
1: it is. We we talked about it. Someone said, "What's the?" Someone asked me, "What's the biggest difference between working and going to school?" Mm-hmm. And when you go to school, you know you have easy classes, hard classes, easy days, whatever. You can just if you want to go to class and. Just sit there and not take any notes. You don't. You don't even have to go to class. You nope. can, if you want to, you can just say, "You know what? Screw it. I'm staying in bed."
0: No one forces you to go to class.
1: Nope. 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 You're you're paying to be there.
0: Yeah.
1: And the funny thing about work is they are paying you to be there. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And there there uh, there are no such thing. No work days for me where I just can go into work and sit at my desk and do nothing.
0: You can't just hang out. Not my job. Nope. Nope, um, yeah, time management also has to step up a little more. Yeah. But the thing about classes is, like the thing about college is like every day is pretty much scheduled out for you.
1: Yeah, for the most part, I you mean, have, and what, you're only in class for like three hours? Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, you, you technically are only at your job for three hours, so... It's a different, it's a different, it's a different beast.
1: It is. It's a different, same animal, different beast.
0: <laughs> I'm still getting used to it. It's challenging. Although I'm a little flexible in you.
1: What is your favorite thing about working?
0: About the, oh, is it like about the job? Or no, like, just
1: about, just about being out of school. Just working. Favorite thing about working.
0: Um, that's an interesting question. I haven't thought about it. Um... I think honestly, just learning kind of a new skill, learning new stuff.
1: Lifelong learner.
0: Yeah. Right, you, right in front of us. You gotta be. You gotta be. No, yeah. I think it's. I. I think it's just. It's good to. Uh, good to switch it up every now and then. I agree. If I learn a new skill.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You have to keep evolving. Yeah.
1: By the time you're 65, you'll just be a man of all trades. A Renaissance man. Yeah.
0: That's the goal. Yeah. What about you? What's your favorite part?
1: Uh, my favorite part about working, I'd say, is like contributing to society. Oh. Like knowing that I'm like helping. Like, I don't know that I'm just like not unemployed. Like big picture guy. Yeah, like I like the the millions of little me's out there are contributing to help the <laughs> U.S. economy <laughs> kick on. Keep moving. Also, also like getting paid. Um, I haven't you received get- a paycheck yet. No. But, uh, Eric and I were at a birthday dinner and wow. I spent quite a bit of money on some steak and yes. a glass of red wine. Uh, and I looked at the check and I was like, you know what? I can make this back tomorrow. Like in, you know, when you spend money and you're not making money, I felt guilty about it. Cause I'm like, uh, wow, dude, I'm just, yeah. you know, but now i looked at it and I was like, I, I feel like I've earned it.
0: You do. It, that, that is another part. Um, and I mean these day and age, or this day and age, this day and these age. these days these days these in days age. in ages. Yeah, I think is yeah something like that. The same. It's we it's a, it's a late night record session. <laughs> we don't usually record this late. Um, no, but it is. It's it's nice. It's nice to get a monetary reward.
1: It is. I I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate being uh compensated for my efforts at work
0: for your hard work. Yeah. Oh man, something just popped in my head. What is your view? And I, so we were both we were both college athletes. What is your view on um, NCAA players getting paid?
1: Getting paid. Um, I think NCAA players. I don't know if they should get paid, but I. Should they get paid? I've always been a fan of the NCAA players getting paid. I. Mostly in basing off this because I really, really don't like the NCAA. I have... The NCAA makes me want to quit my job, become a lawyer, and then my whole life's practice work to take down the NCAA.
0: We've, been, we've come across some bad cases.
1: Less than uh, glamorous.
0: Less than glamorous cases. Some ridiculous...
1: Yeah, I... I, I don't think the NCA values the student athlete, mm-hmm. in my opinion. For an organization that makes what like $100 million, a hundred million dollars, or I mean, like almost a billion dollars, a lot of, uh, a, a, a year. year. I I I don't know. I'm not a fan of no. the NCA. Um, do I think they should get paid? I think it's wrong. There was there was a a Michigan. It was about the Fab Five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan's five freshmen, uh, basketball players. Oh, yeah. And a guy said that he walked into a sports store and couldn't even buy his own jersey. Mm-hmm. And like the only reason that school is making any money is is be, like because of you. It's because, and yeah. the fact that you're getting compensated in an education is, first of all, many schools don't allow you to major in what you want to major in. Because your practice schedule comes first. Yeah. Secondly, a lot of like the, in North Carolina they were taking paper classes, you know, where you basically just get get A's. Like I don't think being as as much as those student athletes are making for the school. I don't think them getting paid in an education is equal value. Especially if the if the uh, education yeah. standard is subpar, which it is,
0: it, it most definitely. But well,
1: is. in a lot of places.
0: In a, it, yes, it, I would say in the majority of the larger schools, it is. Yeah.
1: Like is, the the Power subpar. Five conferences, are, yes. it's dude, it's questionable.
0: Most, the, I would say, for the majority, um, it is definitely subpar. Yeah. Well, and it it only makes sense because. In at those larger programs, like you are, you're there to play sports.
1: You, right, you are. You
0: may or may not get a degree based on how long you stay there, and if you, depending on what sport, if you go to draft and get drafted, you're there to play sports.
1: You are, and that that's you are reminded of that.
0: That's that's where I am. Like yes, they should get paid because there's yes they are going to college but at the biggest programs they're there to play sports
1: what i what I don't understand is the NCAA is like oh we need to protect the amateur athlete like these are kids
0: those dude are like not dude kids. <laughs> dude
1: like like you are wrong like do you do you see the way that the media treats college athletes
0: it's no different from professionals. no
1: a- absolutely is not no No, they just, they just can't get like rewards from it. But like, dude, like the way, the way that college athletics is handled through TV deals and sponsorships and contracts and the millions of dollars that it generates, the only people that are, are the amateurs are the athletes, which why, like what, what possible benefit Mm Mm-hmm. They're, and dudes are getting paid anyway. Yeah. There are so many ways if you're a student athlete to get money, whether that is through game tickets or not get money, but to be compensated other other ways there are restaurants that'll give you free food, game tickets, uh like you can sell your school books, um tattoos.
0: Mm.
1: I'm trying to think of you can I mean you can sell your own game more and stuff, if you, you know what I mean? Like, if yeah. you wear something back, oh, I lost my jersey, like, <laughs> you can steal your own jersey.
0: Um, now, the, the thing I was also thinking about is like, at the, at the, big, at the biggest schools, they're, I mean, they go to school, for, they, they're there for free. I and mean, they're on, they're on scholarship. Uh-huh. Everyone's on scholarship. I and mean, I'm talking about like, basketball, Football.
1: football. Uh-huh. I mean, to be fair, those are the two sports that make the most yeah, money:
0: basketball and football. Baseball maybe, depending on the school. But I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really pay attention to baseball a lot. Um. So you could argue that that is like their form of
1: well payment, payment. and and right now that that is the current argument. That but is
0: the argument. But so, but the it's, same. It's
1: not. It's not proportional. No. The education that you receive at Alabama. Is not proportional to the, I don't know, a
0: mm-hmm.
1: hundred million dollars that Alabama made this year off of.
0: Well, and how much did Nick Saban get paid? Like, was he, he paid? like I mean, $8 dude, million de- a year or something.
1: The the stadium, what seats fifty? I'm gonna look it up.
0: Yeah, I mean the well, that's the also thing. I was I saw the front page of I think it was the New York Times and I was up in New York, and it was like the top eight highest paid college coaches in uh, NCAA basketball, and it was just like, it was like, I think it was, everyone was like six million or above.
1: You're Dude, telling me you crazy. can't give
0: the players just a little bit. Just a little bit.
1: So, Bryant, Bryant Denny, where Alabama plays, and obviously Alabama's a, a premier program. Yeah. Um, their stadium seats 100, 101,821 people. That's absurd. And when that thing is packed, like, I mean, dude, that that we're talking ticket sales, uh, sponsorships, concessions, a, TV yeah. deals, like, dude, that place is bringing in a ton of money. And you're telling me, hold on, to to go to Alabama, uh, cost of, uh Look up tuition. Uh huh cost to attend Alabama um, if you are in state it's 24 oh this is books including so it's thirty thousand mm. uh, dollars I believe that's it that's a year
0: nice it's
1: not it, it it's it is not proportional and I understand that you can't pay everyone but it's not those student athletes are not being uh. I don't think appropriately compensated. I agree, and I get I get that you cannot pay just everyone who you know steps on the court or field or track or whatever. Um, but dude, I think I think those guys are getting just straight up robbed because there are a lot of people that what the NCAA commercials say what one percent of people or less than one go play professionally. So
0: the one percent of yeah.
1: Dude, what about like the backup running backs? they Are like the offensive lineman. Yeah. Or like any dude that's not going pro that helped make Alabama football what it is that Probably isn't nice. good enough to go pro, they, like what Like, what do they get?
0: A ring. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, right. A uh, pat on the back if you don't win a bowl game.
1: And again, what? what is, I don't understand the value of keeping college sports like amateur athletics.
0: It's not. Well, and it, it right,
1: and it's not it's not being treated as such. No, it's no. Yeah. But I mean, it, not paying the athletes is more money for the NCAA. It's more money for the schools. Mm-hmm. It uh, the people, dude. We say it all the time: follow the money. Follow the money. The people in power are the ones making the money, and of course, they don't want to give that up.
0: It's the way it goes. It's the way it goes. Could
1: you could you imagine making that's like yeah. That's like an intern, you know, creating some new technology or app or whatever, making a company millions of dollars, and then the company saying, "Oh, you use it on our technology, so it's ours, and you get none of it."
0: Yeah, you get none of the royalties. Maybe. Thanks,
1: thanks for the uh, experience thanks here. Thanks for the four years. That was your yeah. That was See your you later. that was your your internship. You get paid in experience.
0: Yeah.
1: Like I, I, I <laughs> feel like that's wrong. There is a reason there is. What was Facebook? It was. Mental, uh, oh. What are you talking about? Like, you can't, you can't just, like, take someone's...
0: Intellectual property? And
1: I mean, I know it's different, but you know what I mean? Like, you can't just steal people's, like, time and ideas.
0: That's an interesting point. Um, I was reading an article about China, and their intellectual property laws are or yeah, intellectual, intellectual property copyright laws are just almost non-existent. So there there are companies in China that just copy things. They just copy. God, you, what a nightmare! Even U.S. even U.S. products, they just copy stuff.
1: What a freaking nightmare! And
0: they make it and sell it for like I mean, to dirt cheap. Or they make that, it for dirt cheap. Right. That, they make it for dirt cheap and then resell it. But the the laws there just don't doesn't matter.
1: What would be the benefit of of trying to excel if someone could just copy it?
0: Well, that's the thing. People don't have to you don't have to come up with your own ideas. You can just copy someone else's and still make money off of it. It it it
1: it it, it feels dirty.
0: It well, it squashes out creativity. There's no creativity. Dude, there's, no, there's no reason. All you are is a robot at that point. If you're not creating your own material and product, you're just you're just a robot. You're just copy.
1: Yeah. Dude, that sucks. Yeah, it's crazy. I've I've connected my ideas though. Like intellectual property yeah. that came from like that product in the product of of college sports like is is the sport. Like the them you know them playing, they are they are the product.
0: They're creating
1: right, what's sport. what's going on? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like their their bodies like what they're doing on the field court whatever is 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 the final product. It yeah. is it you know, it is like the intellectual like property. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I'm I'm worked up. I'm good sweating. rant on the NCAA. You've got you've got me heated. Yeah.
0: Well, we we've, we've just had a we've had a personal experience with the NCAA. We have, and it's just been it was ridiculous. Um. But anyway, um, what do you got? You found something on uh some stolen silver Civil War gold in Pennsylvania?
1: Yes, I I have. Um. So this is from mysterious universe. It was published on March 21st of uh, this year. Uh, the headline reads, 54 million in lost gold from the Civil War may have been found. Uh, so as the story goes, uh, our great, our late great president, Abraham Lincoln.
0: Vampire hunter? Uh,
1: unconfirmed. Unconfirmed. Unconfirmed, but possible.
0: Legend has it.
1: Uh, that's right, rumor has it. Um, Abraham Lincoln was sending gold up to, uh, Pennsylvania mm. to pay the Union troops for their efforts, uh, in two wagons, okay, uh, basically these dudes, one of them gets a fever, which back in the Civil War can, Definitely. I guess pe- people die of the fever today.
0: Yeah, in some countries, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. But back in 1863, uh, fever was basically and for anyone that's played Oregon Trail, you know, oh, fe- if you get a fever, it's
0: tough. you know, it's yeah,
1: you it's almost better off just killing you because you could you could infect everyone else. Yeah. Anyway, the the main the main guy Castleton gets a fever, uh, and then the the other dude uh, driving the wagon, Connor, took over. Connor doesn't really know where he's going. And makes makes a couple mistakes and then Castleton is like, all right, like I'm fine. He still has his fever, makes even like worse decisions. They try to forge a river. Um they start like meeting people. Uh they start like resting and like rest stops with fifty four million dollars. Right.
0: Wait, did these guys know there was gold in? So these? they
1: they did not.
0: Ah, okay.
1: They did not know there was gold. Uh,
0: so they thought they were just transporting. Something. Right. I
1: mean, dude, even even if you're transporting stuff, I mean, yeah. like you shouldn't be talking to like, "Oh, hey, we have all the supplies in."
0: No, yeah, you want to get from point A to point B as fast as you can.
1: Uh, basically, along along the path, the gold uh, disappeared. Uh huh. Uh, apparently. Some excavators found this gold in 2005. Mm. However, the FBI is trying to <laughs> claim it uh, as their own, as the U.S. government's. Yes. Uh All I the money. I don't think that, I didn't read past this article, but it doesn't sound like the case has been uh, cleared up yet.
0: Been cleared up. Yeah, I should have. I should have bookmarked. That. I read an, I read uh, something about that a week or so ago, but yeah.
1: So, yeah, it's that the FBI, the Department of Conservation and Natural Resources, uh, their employees against. I guess local treasure hunters in the town of Dents Run, Pennsylvania.
0: Dents Run. That's a good town.
1: Could you imagine carrying $54 million worth of gold and not knowing it?
0: Well, $54 million worth of gold back then is probably, in today's money, worth about like $200 million. It's
1: it's just a guess. Dude, and just brick... So, the article says that they didn't know, but the amount, like the bricks of gold that were probably on these carts, like, I feel like you would know.
0: Or I feel like you would be curious.
1: Why does my wagon weigh so much?
0: Why, what the hell are we carrying?
1: Gold's heavy gold's heavy stuff. Yeah, Dude, and just having bricks of gold. I mean... I don't know, man. I don't know. Watch the FBI take it.
0: Oh, this is the one. Okay, I was reading one from the... Uh, I've read one from Fox News, but this is from the Smithsonian... And it says, "Was the FBI searching for lost Civil War gold in Pennsylvania?" The agency was recently seen excavating the site, according to some Elk County, Elk County locals. A missing shipment of gold bars was buried. Yeah. Um. The FBI offered few details about what it was doing in the area in a statement. The agency said that it was. Conducting a court-authorized excavation, and nothing was found. Since when has the FBI been involved in excavations, except uh, with murder cases?
1: Um, when it involved $54 million worth of mm-hmm. gold. Right here in the article, it says, According to legend, none of Castleton's eight cavalrymen and the one guide named Connors knew about the gold. Okay. So apparent, apparently no one knew. Okay. Again, so they were traveling from West Virginia to Pennsylvania. Dude, I, I just don't buy it, man. I don't buy it. Could you? That's like trying to cross the border and having drugs in your car in Mexico, and you being like, "Oh, I don't know. That's not that's those aren't my drugs. I don't know how that got there, officer." We're talking about we're talking about a wagon. You're telling me those dudes didn't this, this this trip from West Virginia to Pennsylvania would have taken, I don't know, a couple weeks.
0: Oh, well, I'm sure they were going through the mountains.
1: Right. Well, it says in the... So they were trying to avoid uh, the Confederate Army, obviously, it's, for obvious reasons. Um, I don't know. I just... I don't buy it. Yeah. If I'm those dudes, I'm like, hey, let's hide the, let's hide the gold, go back to get it.
0: Uh, yeah. dude, these stories are always tough because you would like to I think there's some intrigue as you would like to think that there's some buried treasure I,
1: well yep, yep, yeah, yep, yep. you, you, you we have, have questions I have, have questions for Castleton yeah. and Connor
0: exactly you would like to think that there's some buried treasure somewhere out in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania um, but maybe, dude, maybe it was just a Maybe it was just a story that got passed down and then someone was like, "Hey, I'm going to I'm going to start I'm going to start looking for this and then if it catches on and
1: and then know, the FBI starts to excavate, you know.
0: The only thing that I would say is if the FBI if the FBI would dedicate time and money to excavate there even if it's not gold, there's got to be something there.
1: What do you think? like to what to what is the FBI's budget for
0: <laughs> excavation for
1: like urban legends urban In, legends investigating investigating know. urban legends
0: um i'm going to say more than i think either of us
1: more than we make a year
0: Yep, definitely that. No, I was gonna say more than I think we would imagine.
1: What do you What do you think that's kept That's kept under on the books? Like you're an accountant for the FBI. Uh, Yeah, you're you're budgeting and urban legends. Mm -hmm. What What do you write that down as? Just uh, probably like research.
0: I didn't take accounting. (laughs) Um. What What
1: cost? Just a little a little research. (laughs) Uh, just a, you have a huge miscellaneous budget of <laughs> of twenty million dollars.
0: Yeah, well, there are, uh, you know, there's black projects, there's black projects that are uh, that are um, not accounted for.
1: Oh, a little off the books. A little off the books. Wow, oh, completely off the books. A corrupt government. You don't. Uh, you don't. You don't say. You don't say. Uh not my government.
0: <laughs> not no our go- government. No
1: governments that I know uh, <laughs> steal money. <laughs>
0: No, but yeah, it's um, black projects. Yeah, where they they're black because it's like, um, you, there's no trace. There's no of one. What happens? I
1: heard that's uh, twerk, they kept the transformers.
0: Is that so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Under uh, Hoover Dam. That's correct. Yeah, the uh, what was it? MB non biological entity. That's right. So, yeah. Sector seven. Yeah. Sector seven. How? Wow.
1: I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. The fact that the FBI is involved makes me feel like there's a little validity to the story. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I have heard our government waste money on lesser things.
0: That is true. That is true. So. Did you see um, did you see Trump sign that spending bill? $1.3 trillion. I did. I, he, I,
1: I saw that he said he was unhappy with the bill and that yeah. he'll never sign anything like that again.
0: Never sign anything like that again. Yeah, I feel like you shouldn't say that.
1: That's a big promise.
0: Even if you're upset with it, which he did seem like he, I watched the video, he seemed visibly upset about it. But I don't think you can say. Well,
1: he's a, he's a man of big promises.
0: He is a man of big promises.
1: He, you know, he promised that Mexico,
0: uh-huh.
1: uh huh, would pay for the wall,
0: which has not happened.
1: I don't even think it's under construction.
0: Mm, I don't think so. Let
1: alone, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how we would force Mexico to. To pay for, yeah. That, but
0: I, I don't think you can do that. I was to say he'll try. He'll, he will try. I was gonna say big promises, tiny hands.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah, dude, we could sell bumper stickers. We could. That could. That should be a. That should be a new segment. We should. We should make at least one bumper sticker.
0: One bumper sticker segment. Uh huh. A, yeah. sh- a show. We need we'll
1: to come try. up with like one.
0: Yeah. Our uh, our our um, our store, our online store, is just bumper stickers. <laughs> nothing else <laughs> i think it worked
1: i can get on board with that
0: yeah we'll have to we'll have to
1: that's the whole that's the point of life right Mo- we'll Have to find a guy that's the point of adult life is monetizing uh
0: monetizing your
1: what you do yeah. oh joker quote if you're good at something never do it for free
0: oh yeah nice nice, nice. That, that one's free that's a good one um well i do have an update on our uh Man, I don't know, how long ago was that? That was like, that was a couple months ago. We were talking about that, uh, that cigar-shaped, um... Oh, yeah, that was lunch? like,
1: uh, in like November?
0: Yeah, yeah, before, before, um, before the new year. I feel, yeah.
1: I feel like we should, we should recap a little we bit. We should
0: refresh, um, yes. Just because our,
1: our following has grown. It has risen. So much since risen.
0: then. Um. I
1: bet a lot of our new listeners are unfamiliar.
0: I would assume they are, unless they've listened to our plethora of episodes. Um, so, this, um, they were calling it an asteroid, there was some conspiracy speculation that it was a, um, a ship. Martian ship.
1: Uh, yeah, some sort UFO. of
0: alien ship. Um, that obviously was never proven. And, um... This So it's this long, cigar-shaped um, asteroid, and it's called um, Amuamua. I think it's what it's called, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, but this... Um, when we first reported on it, it was about the speculation of it and why it's here, where it came from, what's it doing. Um... Now, I found an article from the Associated Press, and it says uh, this interstellar visitor likely came from a two-star system. So, if you're not familiar with a lot of astronomical stuff, there are systems that have two stars instead of one.
1: So, like, two, they have two suns?
0: Yeah, technically. No, Does I it don't...
1: ever get dark there? <laughs>
0: No, it's just light all year round. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Um. So yeah, there are um, there are systems that have two stars, and this um, they say this um. Likely came from a um two star system, it says University of Toronto's Alan Jackson, not the country singer. Classic um, mix
1: up. Thank <laughs> you for the clarification.
0: Uh, you're welcome. Reported Monday that the asteroid. Um, The first confirmed object in our solar system, originating elsewhere, is probably from a binary star system. That's where two stars orbit a common center. According to Jackson and his team, the astral was likely ejected from its system as planets formed. So I'm assuming that gravity from the planets and stars somehow pushed this thing out. Boom. Kind of launched it.
1: I have a question. Yes. How could you possibly determine?
0: I have no idea. I
1: feel like, uh, since no humans that we know of have been Mm -hmm. to a binary galaxy system, uh,
0: solar system, yeah,
1: binary solar system, I feel like that is kind of, like, more of a guess.
0: Yes, uh, what I'm guessing is they somehow, um, determined, it's, I don't know, it's gravitation or something, it had to do something with gravity. Or they determined what, I don't know, what gravity would look like in this binary star system and then developed some model. I mean, dude, they, I mean... They, Probably a computer way
1: smarter than us figured yes, it out.
0: Yes, yes. I mean, they're, they're talking about stuff that we wouldn't even understand. That's But that's my guess. They somehow formulated a model that predicted this. I wonder
1: how close the closest
0: binary... Yeah, I'm not sure um is so yeah this this so basically this asteroid has just been tumbling through space and it wound up for some reason in uh in the our little place we call home and passed right right by the earth and uh it was discovered last october by a telescope in hawaii and um the name of it, Mwamwa, um, uh, is Hawaiian for messenger from afar, arriving first, or scout.
1: Wow, that'll make you uh, sleep at night.
0: Yeah. There you go.
1: Rest easy. We are uh, being invaded.
0: <laughs> it says, the article finishes out, it says, close binary star systems may be the source of the majority of interstellar objects out there, both, uh, both icy comets and rocky asteroids. So...
1: Um I'm not convinced that I don't know the fact the fact that it, w- it was pushed by gravity by the formation of planets.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know, I'd like to know how often of a natural occurrence that is. Uh,
0: that's, a, you, that's know, a, you know, you know what I no, mean? I, I agree with you. I'm sure I'm I'm sure it's fairly common.
1: It's true. I guess when you have a nearly limitless space. I mean, d- yeah. <laughs> I guess that I guess those things happen probably uh, all the time.
0: Yeah. Now the now I think the the more um I don't want to say the better question cuz um
1: they're all good questions. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But like the more I think the more intriguing thing is that it ended up passing right by Earth.
1: What are the odds? What are the odds? Probably astronomical.
0: Oh yeah, you think so? <laughs> are they astronomical?
1: If I had to take a guess, if
0: I had to take a gander,
1: probably bigger than the biggest number that I could even think of.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's probably true. It's probably true. But yeah. so
1: hold on has it has it has it passed has it passed by yet or can we just see it from like no, three no. million light years away?
0: <laughs> no, it um, because
1: says here again, article. I'm I'm not. Believe it or not, I am i I'm not a space expert, but I wonder how many how many new things, like come by space.
0: Come by space or come by the earth. Come
1: by come by the earth. Yeah. By way of space. By, by,
0: <laughs> come by the earth by way of space. That's correct. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Like yeah, how yeah. how many times do people look at telescopes and like oh damn that's new?
0: Haven't seen that in a while. Haven't yeah. What's this? Yeah, um, it says. This article from the Associated Press says, The red-tinged rock is estimated to possibly be 1,300 feet long and zooming away from the earth and sun at more than 16 miles per second. 16 miles per second. Wow. That's, that is incredible speed.
1: I'm trying to think of something that is 16 miles from here.
0: Um, that's like I think Brentwood, maybe. Maybe a little more Franklin. Wow, a second? A second. In one second, you go from here to Franklin.
1: It's pretty good. That'd
0: be convenient. That's fast. I'd do that. That's fast. I'd be down. Yeah.
1: I um, can't imagine the... I mean, I know you wouldn't survive, but the physical toll that that would have on (laughs) an individual...
0: Oh, dude, it's would You'd disintegrate. The the
1: force would would squish you. You'd turn into a two-dimensional object.
0: What well, they say? Um, there's people that... Well... Um, the people that test, like, land speed records... Um, dude, they say that they're, like... When they stop, they're, like... Their eyes, oh, like, God. move forward. Oh, yikes. Yeah, isn't that, There's something like that. I
1: never want to go... Faster than where when I slow down or stop, that I fear that my eyeballs are going to pop out.
0: Oh, totally. That's, I mean, I don't want my. I don't want my eye. I.
1: You want both of your eyes. I want both my eyes In, intact. Wow. Yeah. Me In too. In my
0: head, I.
1: I've never thought about that. That yeah. you could go so fast that your eyeballs just
0: pop. pop. Have you seen that video that kid that pops his eyeballs out? <sighs> I think he's a little Asian kid pops his eyeballs out. No, time. I have not. Yeah um but anyway uh
1: if if any listeners are interesting i i've i've done some just some light reading Mm -hmm. on a binary star physics in the last uh like two minutes
0: wow you're almost an expert
1: almost uh probably top one percent in the world because i bet most people don't even know this exists um pretty fascinating stuff
0: you want to enlighten us on a fact or two
1: uh yeah, so the hold on. Uh the 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 formation of these, uh they the gravity they they pull off gravity from like one another.
0: The stars do. Yes. Uh
1: huh. Uh so it says while it is not possible f- that some binaries might be created through gravitational capture between two single stars given the very low likelihood of such an event and the high number of binaries this cannot be primary formation process so for this to happen uh it says three objects are actually required
0: so one gets eaten up i guess or destroyed maybe not absorbed but like destroyed
1: the outcome of the three body problem where the three stars are comp- comparable mass that is that eventually one of the three stars will be ejected in the system assuming no significant further perpetrations. So this is like, they're like magnets, you know, mm-hmm. when you like, yeah, yeah. when you, yeah. And when, you know, they can attract or they just shoot attract. off. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that what if this this the Amwama um, could have been the third object? It sounds like that was it, it, the third yeah, object. It
0: might have been a breakoff piece from the third object. Yeah. Does Does learning about the cosmos make you believe in a creator more, or does it?
1: It doesn't make me believe in a creator less. Okay. That's fair. I'm not sure if it makes me... I was me... going to say,
0: does it reaffirm your belief in a higher power? I'm... I don't know. <laughs> not sure.
1: I'm gonna. I'm going to say yes, just because... Uh, I don't know. So yeah. I, I think that there are natural patterns in...
0: There are. There are definitely patterns. In, in, in yeah, nature.
1: In, in space. But I don't know if those are creator driven Mm -hmm. as much as they are that's kind of just like how the world works Mm. but then something is like also in that there i feel like there's a reason for that like there are a reason for like those patterns reason for
0: the patterns yeah
1: what what about you thoughts
0: it does it does Uh um i think the pattern thing you brought up is interesting um because you could say that like the patterns were created by a creator and they've been there forever. But I also think there's an idea that like every, that things were set in motion and the patterns developed. They were, oh, I, I, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So things, so say the big bang happened, things were set in motion and patterns developed as part of a grand master plan mm-hmm. by war. By God, whatever you want to, whoever, right. ha- whatever you want to call it, um,
1: that's that's kind of that's kind of my thought. Yeah. the The biggest thing is, I at least for me with these things is like talking about space and whatever is like the uncaused cause.
0: The uncaused. cause. Like
1: something, mm. something like made space.
0: Yeah, that's you that's, know, you know, you know what I mean. Like nuts. it's nuts to you, try and you can't.
1: It at least as far as i know as far as my scientific knowledge goes mm-hmm. you need something to create something else you can't make something of nothing
0: in our in our in our existence that is the only way something happens right but beyond beyond our existence that might not be the case isn't man Dude, that's crazy you isn't just, that crazy to think about Beyond beyond what we know here, there might be somewhere where you don't need something else to create something. You don't need a starting point.
1: Right? Something no, can, it's it's it, that that it that's beyond the the, phys, the physical world. It is.
0: It's, we will never under we will never understand fully that idea.
1: No, and no, we won't. I think it's I think it's too big for our brains.
0: It is too, it's, I th- it's too. I think
1: people expect too much from our brains and from from us as people. We are we're, we're animals.
0: Dude, our brains do an ungodly amount of calculations per second. While we're driving, I was just about. Do I was, you know how many calculations our brain has to compute in milliseconds for us to be able to drive?
1: Not to mention that humans were not. We were not created to go that fast.
0: No, no, no. No, I'm no we weren't. Dude, (laughs) then again, some people, I don't even know if their brains can handle (laughs) that, especially here in Nashville. There's some god-awful drivers, just horrendous. Did I ever tell you about the cab driver we had in Barcelona that was driving stick shift through the streets of Barcelona, just like, dude, just
1: pop, pop, pop. Just casual?
0: Break, speed up, pop. Dude, it was insane. Is insane.
1: Um, do you know what? Do you know what antimatter is?
0: Uh, you talking about like dark matter? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is that what is that?
0: Um, it's like stuff that I believe it's stuff that we like that they know exists but we can't see. Okay. Yeah. And yeah.
1: I didn't. I didn't know if that. What? I've
0: heard the term many times, but I, I I've never like took the time to sit down and understand what it really is.
1: I feel like you need that for for a rainy day.
0: Yeah, that's that's something you go down a rabbit hole with. I think. Yeah. But um, I yeah, I'm I'm not gonna say anymore because I don't really know. I don't really wanna. <laughs> I don't really wanna go out on a limb and then be completely wrong. But um, yeah. Um. What? Okay. What. I have to, I have to, I have two two different stories that we could finish off with.
1: Okay, hit me. Oh, this is I like this. This is like a pick your own ending. This
0: is like pick your own ending. Yeah, yeah. One is longer, and we'll definitely need some explanation behind. Okay. Um, the other is concerning um, the Sahara and possible uh, ancient history. Oh. Yeah.
1: How uh? How long are we into the show?
0: We are, we're probably good thirty five in.
1: Hmm. I, I mean, do you do you think we have time for?
0: I do. I do think we have time. All right. I mean, if yeah. we have time, okay. if you're not busy later, I am not busy. I'm right. not busy. I might come Let's knock.
1: I might come <laughs> knock on your your door, telling you I have nightmares.
0: Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. This story gets a little weird, but it's also funny. Okay. Um, if you have listened to the episode on Philip the Talking Table, this is the same book from Philip. Oh, okay. So, we're going back to our friend, uh, Dan Greenberg.
1: Dan Greenberg. My dude. Love that guy, Dan.
0: Love that guy, Dan. Um, okay. So, this is the first, so this book is, it's called, um, Something's There. And it's basically about Dan Greenberg's, um, adventures into, voodoo telekinesis telepathy um occult um adventures and that is what this first story is um is about so in um september of 1973 in wow excuse me in september of 1973 dan is in scotland and he is with a Japanese team who claims to be hunting the Loch Ness monster. Um, however, his view is that they're there for more of a publicity stunt. Okay. Um, and he says they're more into they're more interested in holding press conferences and hunting monsters. So he is. Um,
1: so that they're just they're just in it for the.
0: They're just having fun.
1: They just yeah. Okay.
0: Little, some Japanese in Scotland, not something you see every day. Um,
1: Depends how much time you spend in college. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is true. That is true. Um, so he meets um, this guy named Lee Frank. He's a 22 year old uh, American student. Uh, he meets him at one of these press conferences, and Lee has spent the summer tending, utter- tending to underwater cameras and sonar equipment in the lock um, for, an-, for uh, an outfit called the Academy of Applied Science. Um, and so these two, um, uh, these two get to know each other. Um, they start to develop, um, a relationship and, um, so a local fam or I should say, um, they give some back, uh, Dan gives some background on Lee. It's not really, um, it's not really applicable for the story, but, um, they just, they just start to develop a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so Lee um, asks if um, if Dan has ever heard of a man named Alistair Crowley.
1: Oh, that name sounds familiar. you
0: familiar with Alistair Crowley? Yeah. I'll give a little background on, um, on Alistair. He is a famous occultist who owned a house on the lock called the Boleskine House. And this house was built on the ruins of a church... That um, was burnt down with all of the members inside. The
1: whole congregation the inside whole congregation. the church. And, wow! And his house is on top of
0: the house is built on top of no way the ruins.
1: I yeah.
0: So if you believe in ghosts and bad energy, that's a pretty. I was I was gonna bad say place to build a house.
1: I don't feel comfortable with that
0: would not would not go there would
1: if I found there. out that our house was on top of I would move out I was gonna say I would move
0: I would not sleep tonight and move out in the morning
1: <laughs> sorry can <laughs> continue
0: yeah but it's okay so uh, yeah so that's one part of Alex's story um, he did a bunch of other things um, the balllescan house um, was a place where he tried to um, summon um, demons Um God, why do you want? I don't know, man. I really don't. <laughs> why
1: do you want that in your life?
0: I've tried to, I've tried to, I've tried to rationalize and why people would want to do this, and I just, I just, no, I, I don't, I don't even know what to say. Um, but yeah, so he tried to conjure up some, um, some demons. Um, that is a whole another story, um, and if you're familiar with that, you know the whole story behind that. Um, uh... A really good podcast um, called Unexplained does a really good um, segment on that so if you want to check that out um, that's really good I'm sure you can find other stuff but um, I really like what they do over there. Anyway um, so they talk about this um, long story short they meet um, they, so neither Lee nor Dan have a car. Uh-huh. So they um, <clears> they <throat> They managed to um, meet a British reporter named Sidney Burton, who um, they basically um, almost, it almost seemed like they guilted him into driving them over to Boleskin. Okay. The Boleskin house. Um, and so they get there. Um, the man who, um, well, I should say, at this point, um, the Beleskin house is owned by Led Zeppelin.
1: Like the, the like the band. The band Led Zeppelin. Okay. Mhm.
0: And so um they go to the play. They they end up Dan Lee and Sydney. They end up going to Beleskin, And the man is the man that is watching over the house is a guy named Eric. And he um they meet. They basically, basically all they do is they go up to the house, knock on the door, and ask for Eric. Um, so Eric uh, is basically the caretaker of the house. He explains that the house is owned by Jimmy Page, the lead guitarist of Led Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. Who's not in Scotland at the moment? Every at the moment, Dan Lee and Sydney are, um, but that Eric and his wife and kids are living in the house temporarily. Um and so they meet Eric. Um, Eric starts to fill them in on Crowley um of kind of about the history of the house um Sydney starts so Sydney is a reporter and he starts to like r- deeply question Eric on like all of a bunch of stuff and mm-hmm. Dan and Lee don't really want to Sydney around anymore, so they just kind of like, hey, get, get out of here. Yeah. We don't want, we don't want
1: they you. Ca- they kick him out of the band.
0: Yeah, yeah, they don't want him around. So, um anyway, they leave. Um, Sydney uh, takes Lee and Dan back to where they're staying, um, and they um, kind of hang out. Uh, a few days go by. And, um, Dan and Lee rent a car, and it's about an hour-long drive from where they are, and they go back up to Boleskine to see Eric, just to kind of learn more. And so, on this trip, they, they get run off the road. They get run off the road, um, as they're talking, and, um, no one's hurt, and the people that, um, ran them off the road, they, um... They help him back up. They pull their car out of the ditch. And oh, so it was, it was a mistake. Yeah, it was, okay. kind of, it was just a mistake. But it's kind of, the way Dan writes it is kind of like was uh, it like meant to scare him off? Well,
1: how many people are on the road in Scotland? Yeah, exactly. I've I've never been to Scotland, yeah. but I imagine that uh, probably enough to share the road. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. You would think. So, um, Scottish countryside, dangerous place. Dangerous place, scary place. Um, so they they make it up to Bileskin. um They go find Eric, um, and he leads him into a small, high-ceilinged room, a high-ceilinged bedroom adjoining Crowley's temple. And um, Dan and Lee apologize for the previous days mm-hmm. um, where Sydney kind of went off the rails. Um, <laughs> so this is where this is where it kind of gets it gets it gets kind of funny in a sense, but also. Dan and Lee start to uh, delve into uh, trying to summon a demon of their own. So Eric, <clears throat> being the caretaker of this house, um, I feel like to to live in a house like this, you kind of have to be into all the occult stuff.
1: Certain type of person. Yeah,
0: exactly. You that's have...
1: that's yeah. You got it. What did you say?
0: No, I was just saying you got you got to know what you're getting yourself into. And so Eric, um, Eric basically, kind of, um, interests them in the, in the summoning a demon. So, he gives them.
1: I wonder what that conversation looks like.
0: Yeah, well, (laughs) there is some dialogue. Um, basically, it was like, um, basically, it was like Dan and Lee were like, Okay, can you show us uh, show us some stuff like how, like there's so much. History. Oh, they,
1: they wanted to see it.
0: Yeah, no, Dan. They were
1: they 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 were like, oh, let's let let's see the magic.
0: Yep. So they were like, can, can can you show us something like we came all the way here like a lot of history behind the house. So Eric takes down a book from the this, this bookshelf in the house titled "The Lesser Key of Solomon," um, subheaded "The Book of Evil Spirits." He says, take this book home with y'all tonight. Um, it describes a various it describes various demons we can evoke, and it tells what we have to do in order to evoke them. And he says, just pick out a spirit and we can uh, we can get it done. So they do this. Um, they start um, they basically start searching for a demon to um, to find and they um, they settle on a spirit that um, has the head of a leopard, the wings of a griffin um, but can also um, be adapted to take on a human shape a very beautiful human shape um, and it says this spirit will inflameth men with women's love and women with men's love and causeth and causeth them also to show themselves naked if to be desired so <clears throat> naturally this is the spirit you choose of course. I mean, why would you choose anything else? No,
1: no, no. You read that one. It's like when you see something on a menu and you read it, and you're like, "That I, mean, I, I don't need to read it any further." I'm good. Yep.
0: Scroll down. That's what I want.
1: After that description, how mm-hmm. could how could you?
0: How, you? There's no need. You could,
1: no <laughs> need to go farther. You you <laughs> just bookmark the page, and you're like, "I I found the demon. We're good here. That I'm gonna summon later." Uh huh.
0: Um. So. Yeah, this is what happens, and. Eric is like great. Um, They so they have to make some. They have to put in some orders. Um, So to do these evocations, you need incense, and you also need some. um, Of course. Some uh, occult objects. Classic
1: classic. demon summoning. You know materials.
0: (laughs) It almost seems too easy. So Eric goes first of all. We'll need a magical sword, a magical chalice, (laughs) magical dagger, and some robes. And they're like, Dan and Lee are like, okay, um, how do we do this? And so they put in an order with um, with a guy named George Alexander at a magical store in London. And they're like, we need a magical sword, a magical chalice, a magical dagger, according to Golden Dawn specifications. Now, Golden Dawn was a book written in the 1800s about um, basically outlining occult magic. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, Eric tells them to call, they they call this guy and they talk to him, and George is like, Okay, which Golden Dawn specifications? Like, there's more than one. And so, long story short, Eric has to call the guy and specify everything. They get that sorted out. It costs Dan and Lee some money for this to do.
1: Dude, I'm sure a lot of money. Yeah. How many magical swords are laying around?
0: You know, uh, I'm going to assume they're kind of rare. Have to be. Yeah. But anyway, um, so... That happens. They also, um, Dan and Lee also have to make some stuff of their own. And this is where it gets pretty silly. They have to make these um, tablets that um, um, are in accordance with the elements: so, earth, air, fire, and water. Uh So, they have to do these. um, They have to find cedar, which is i guess hard to find in Scotland they have to go, have to go around searching for this wood um but anyway after that they make these things and they're they're in their hotel room making these occult making these occult objects for this ritual um and they 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 basically they basically trash their apartment Oh, yeah. They, they have this spray paint that they get all over their balcony. and Because um, they forgot to put down like...
1: Like a tarp n- or something. Yeah, like something. a tarp or newspaper. Dude, you're summoning a demon. Of course you're, where you're staying is going to be trashed.
0: Yeah. I mean, naturally. Um, but they also destroy the carpet. They get like paint on the carpet and then they... Um, Amateur hour. Then they go to get... They go to get like paint remover or like um, stain remover, and they put too much stain remover on the carpet, and it like seeps through and starts ripping up the carpet. And they're just trash in their place. Um, also, to make things more complicated, Eric um, calls to say that he has talked to Jimmy Page in London, and Jimmy Page is not thrilled about the idea of using Crowley's temple at his house for the evocation. Oh yeah, so Jimmy Page is like, dude, don't do that.
1: Don't bring demons into yeah. my abode.
0: Yeah, like this is my, like that's my house. You're you're just you're just caretaking.
1: Um, that's true. I'd probably be pissed. At he's an employee.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so <clears throat> they start trying to learn. Um, Dan and Lee start trying to learn a bunch of. Occult chanting and just some, just some of the weird uh, esoteric stuff.
1: Some bi- some some occult basics.
0: Yeah, um, one conversation that um, I thought was rather interesting is Eric starts talking to them about Crowley's sex magic. Apparently, sex magic is extremely powerful.
1: What 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 does that entail? Do you want me to go into details? Can you give me like a one sentence synopsis?
0: Um well there is there's is, there's um there's a little dialogue here he's um Eric says for one thing sex sex magic is the best way to magically charge a talisman There you go Dan goes how do you charge a talisman with sex magic Eric's response by magical masturbation There you have it It's that easy <laughs> it it is that easy people
1: wow I just looked up sex magic on Wikipedia and Alistair Crowley has his own um
0: little little paragraph little blurb yep there you go oh whoa so um yeah I don't really I don't really want to go into details I I uh, I regret reading on (laughs) yeah I think you can I think you can uh, go on from there if you want to do further reading like Kyle said
1: search yeah the uh, the internet's a crazy place (laughs) You can no, learn all sorts of things. All
0: sorts of stuff. Uh, but no, it, that that topic does get really, just kind of really, for lack of a better term, fucked up. And, um, yeah, I'm just not, not feeling that tonight. It's a little late. But anyway, they start talking about that. They don't go any further than talking about it. Eric um, gets summoned to London. Yeah. Um, That he has to go help Jimmy Page open an occult bookstore in London. Okay. Um, So now it's just Lee and Dan, and they're just prepping.
1: So they're at the house by themselves?
0: No, no, they're at the apartment.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. They
0: may go, I think they go to a house a couple times, Uh but mostly they're at the apartment kind of finalizing everything. Long story short, the stuff that they ordered from this guy, George Alexander, in London doesn't arrive. Okay. You, while you're reading... While I was reading this, I started to get the sense that it was a scam. Yeah. It was a scam. And Eric is a little shaky as well. Uh-huh. Um, so... Of course. Dan... This is where the... Yeah, this is where, honestly, the story s- starts to wrap up. So, Dan and Lee wait a week and a half for Eric to come back. Doesn't come back. So, they're they're just like... Something happened. Like, he's not... Uh-huh. Here anymore. And... um. They never get to summon this demon.
1: Wait, so Eric, the dude that lived at the house, mm-hmm. scammed them probably at, at least I imagine like a couple thousand dollars.
0: It, it was a good amount um, for this magical stuff. Yes, and at 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 one at a certain point, uh, Lee and Danner's like, we can't stay here. No, yeah, <laughs> gotta go back back to the U.S. Uh huh and so that's what they do and um they go back and uh dan sends eric a letter um he sends it yeah okay here it is as soon as i got home i send eric a long letter telling him how much we how much work we put in and how sad we were that it was all for nothing I enclose color photos I have taken of the magical banners and the flashing tablets we have made. I saturate the letter with magical, kabbalistic, uh, sorry, kabbalistic, guilt-evoking phrases that the Jewish people have handed out from generation to generation. Um, and that's in reference to, um, some of the stuff they read, um, in the books at the Boleskine House had some mystic Jewish terminology. Um... And so Eric writes back, and um, it's like a really long letter that Eric writes back. He does write. Wow, he does write he back. He doesn't ghost <clears throat> him. No, he doesn't. That was
1: much easier to do in the seventies. Seventies, yeah,
0: yeah. So Eric writes back, and um, he basically gives them more instructions. No freaking way. He says. About three weeks of honest effort and experiments may not be enough time to get any result. It may take four to five, but you must at least work three weeks before replying. We can, at that point, make our plans for immediate launching into our evocations. He goes on to tell me things he'd like me to send him immediately. The letter is signed informally, informally, uh, Eric, and he writes some, uh, just like some notage at yeah, the yeah, end. Yeah. But yeah. So I get the impression that Eric probably didn't know what he was doing.
1: No, it's, it seems like Eric felt like he wasn't getting paid enough and scams people Yeah. to get a little a little side business. Yeah.
0: Well, he knows that people would... It seems like he knows people would naturally be... There's a
1: market for it. There's interest.
0: <laughs> There's interest in the occult. And he's like, oh, I'll make a few bucks off. Yeah.
1: They're, wow. Yeah. So, that is not where I thought this story was headed. No,
0: neither, dude. I thought they were. I thought they were gonna ex- like do it, and then some shit was gonna happen. <clears throat> but that's it. It's kind of a honestly, it's kind of a bummer of the of the story. But I think it's interesting that Dan and Lee were kind of dragged along.
1: Oh, they well, and they were bought in.
0: They were bought into it. They were, I mean,
1: enough to the, a point to write to him after yeah. they had stayed in that trash ass apartment. Yeah, and destroyed the
0: apartment. Um, yeah, and then I mean, dude, they, I mean, dude, they even they they even picked out a specific entity to summon. Yeah, so I I thought I thought it's I thought it was a really funny story. I, all in all, I think it's more of a funny story, but there's also some. Um, I skipped over it, but there's also some, uh, some material in there about <clears throat> Eric and his wife, and I think... Yeah, I think he had two kids that live... That were his two kids. But they, um... They experienced some, um... Hauntings, if you will, at the house. Uh-huh. Um, apparently the, uh... The guy who built the house initially, um... Was beheaded, and it said that you could hear him rolling his head down the hallways. So, how do you? Uh, yep, yeah. I was gonna say, how what does that sound like? That's what I'm wondering. I'm, I'm thinking a little lighter than a bowling ball, but like still kind of bouncy,
1: pretty lumpy, yeah. Probably a lot of thuds,
0: well, yeah. Cuz I mean, your head is not round, no, it's oval, uh-huh. probably well, not even. No, no.
1: <laughs> Scamming people was way easier to do when there was no technology.
0: Oh, dude, so easy.
1: That that house, Eric would have had zero stars on TripAdvisor and Yelp. Do many you know people that he like <laughs> did slash could have scammed? Like, if you do that once, your your reputation could be ruined forever.
0: I want to know. I kinda wanna know what he was doing in London with Jimmy Page. Dude, he's probably picking up the money that uh Yeah. That uh he they had him
1: sent to get the magic sword. I was and gonna say,
0: do you think George Alexander was in cahoots with Eric? At you, oh. know, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. magical bookstore? The, the magical store that they were ordering from? Oh, yes. He was a little, it was My like answer a, is yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Also I looked up uh, how much I just went to eBay mm-hmm. to see how much magical swords go for. Yeah. Um, $15, $15 is the asking price. Okay. Yeah. Um, it says magician super sword, swallowing, close up, street, illusion, Oh, real magic trick. Real. Uh, oh. is, is the title of this sword. <laughs> uh, and That's there, the whole title. That is the whole title. Oh, God. Uh, there's one left. Okay. And they have 97.6 positive feedback. Wow, that's so for, a solid A. For only $15, this magical mm-hmm. sword could be yours.
0: Only 15.
1: Man, just one small payment of
0: $15. <laughs> only one payment, you know, that's not a bad deal. For two, I'd be a little shaky. Be a little shaky. So.
1: I 100% I would be surprised if there even was a dude in England. That dude probably I mean, yeah. they sent the money. The money yeah. got there somehow. The
0: money got there somehow. Dude, he could have Eric could have just been collecting the money.
1: That's what I'm saying. He went yeah. to England, go collect his share, collect and money. then said, "I'm staying here until
0: Led <laughs> the
1: guys leave, and then yeah. when they go back home, I'll tell them to send me some more stuff."
0: Dude, since it, uh, yeah, dude, it's really that's
1: it's, that, that's how cults get started.
0: I was gonna say, dude, it's no, it's it's no different than any other internet scam.
1: No, no, like, no, no.
0: Oh, send me. Uh, I have this great charity. Send me fifty, like fifty dollars, as a donation.
1: What was it in the nineties? The uh, the African princes.
0: Yeah, the Nigerian. Ni- Nigerian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh God. Yeah, dude, they get you to buy in, and then they just keep charging you. Crazy.
1: I got I got a scam phone call. Um, it was last week, saying that I have a uh, warrant out for my arrest.
0: That yeah, that's strange.
1: Um. Yeah, they called me like four times and they said the local cops would come and get me. And I was like, "Oh, really?" Oh yeah. The just my my friendly neighborhood police officers are going to
0: The guys who live right down the street from us. Yeah. <laughs> going to walk over.
1: They're like, "Please call us so we it's like determine your like legal troubles." And I was like, "Dude, this is get out." Yeah, like I don't know.
0: Uh, I've only had one, um, I got a call from someone that said they were in D.C. and they worked with a grant foundation, and they were like, yeah, we just need your bank account number.
1: They need to direct deposit the grant money they, into...
0: That's exactly what it was. They were like, yeah, we need to direct deposit the grant, um, money into your <laughs> bank account. I was like, um, I'm sorry, you need my full bank account number
1: <laughs> and my social security.
0: <laughs> like, dude, I know some people fall to it, fall for it. I
1: do. I feel bad.
0: I do too. But God, how dumb do you have to be? I mean, you just you gotta be a little bit out there to do, fall for that do
1: stuff. Do you know? I can't imagine the first time, like the first couple times when that happened, and you go into your bank account expecting to see hundred thousand dollars you know whatever like ten thousand dollars and you go in there and it is just zero (laughs) it's like negative do you dude you go just into shock you're like (laughs) like surely that's a mistake and then you find out that the person that you have been in contact with or whatever straight up freaking robbed you from a basement in vermont
0: <laughs> you know what I mean, like yeah, that's how it works.
1: Oh my, you would just feel I would be, I would be so embarrassed.
0: Yeah, I would too. I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell anyone if that were to ever. I don't, God. I, mean, I, I, I don't want to sound cocky, but I don't think I would ever fall for that it would have to be extremely extremely like what, unique it? and well thought out.
1: I feel like we grew up in like a different time too. We yeah. we we've been we've been raised to be skeptical of
0: pretty much everything.
1: True. Yeah. Um dude, like strangers and stuff online. Like dude, the the internet is was was so new for so many people like you know getting phone calls you Yeah, like, the only people that used to call were people that you had their phone number. And when people are calling you claiming that they know you or that they're, like, family or whatever... Yeah. I don't know. Like, for something (laughs) so, like, nuanced, I don't know.
0: Well, uh, let's hope we never stumble across any um, occult scams.
1: No, although... Although I know I brought it up to you off the air, mm-hmm. I am willing to go to the Church of Scientology.
0: Yeah, oh, dude, I think we should.
1: So, uh, for those of you who don't know, the yeah. Church of Scientology uh, is here in Nashville. There
0: is there is a that's a fairly large building.
1: It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a large building. It's actually pretty close to downtown. Yeah, it's it's like
0: about a mile off downtown. Like
1: three minutes. From where we yeah. live, um, and they have signs out front saying that they are doing free personality tests. Yeah. Uh, also, for those of you who don't know, um, the Church of Scientology uh, is pretty sketchy uh, organization some slash people, religion. Some people consider it a cult. Um, people are known to to join the Church of Scientology and then go missing. Mm. So, if there are no more podcasts after this week. Uh, Eric and I have been kidnapped yeah. Can you be kidnapped as an adult
0: I think if you I think if you have a really good personality they kidnap you okay and we both have extremely good personalities so I don't know
1: if you don't hear from the world we live in podcast yeah. for the next month know that we have joined the Church of Scientology yeah. and uh, wish us the best in starting our new lives yeah in the world. <laughs> in the world we live in. Um,
0: I think that'd be good podcast material. I
1: think so, too. I think yeah. it is... Uh,
0: be on the lookout.
1: I think it's interesting. Yeah. And I think it's something I'm willing to uh, sacrifice for the show.
0: You know what I never followed up with? What's that? That um, that conspiracy theory dating website. Oh, yeah. How do we do that? Uh, well, I signed up for it, but uh i don't think the website was well managed oh yeah and i it was a little it was a little sketchy so i didn't go back on okay I, I think i should give it another try
1: I'm, i might join you we should we are eric yeah. and i are both single um as of today
0: yeah as of ten thirty, 30 on a, wednesday hey, night
1: things change life comes <laughs> at you fast um i would be willing to give that a try
0: yeah we should i think it'd be really cool a lot of good content really funny I hope so. I hope you don't get into any occult scams on that. That might be the best place to get into I occult w- I was just, I was <laughs> going to, I was going to
1: say we could start, the question, yeah. how well could you run a cult?
0: Run a cult. Uh-huh. Um, you
1: you found a cult, yeah. you're the founder, How how well do you do?
0: I think I would do fairly well.
1: Ooh. yeah. Are you giving? Is that an A? Uh, fairly well. What? I'm
0: gonna say like a B plus.
1: Dude, that's that's like that's like 87. percent. mean, it's
0: successful. Yeah, and but the reason I say that is there's not a lot of people that don't like me.
1: That's like, fair. I, yeah. I, i don't, really. Guy.
0: I don't mean I don't mean that to sound cocky, but I'm I, I'm serious. I don't have a lot of people that don't like you're good you're a nice guy. Yeah, people. people good like guy. Me. Good guy, Eric. But you're the same way. I mean, that most people like you. Like we have a, we have a lot of friends. Sure. We 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 know we have a, a lot, lot of, of. We
1: have a lot of good friends. We have
0: a lot of good friends. Uh, varied amount of people. Um, so I I think my cult would be extremely chill, and <laughs> we would be very good vibe.
1: Oh, is that is that your the good vibe call? The
0: good vibe call. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I think I think we'd uh I think we'd get along pretty what's,
1: well. What's what's I mean, what's the most culty thing that you do?
0: What's the most culty thing we do? Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes we have uh, margarita mondays.
1: Margarita yeah everyone drinks Mars. it's margarita monday everyone
0: drinks Mars. yeah i mean that's yeah it's the cult of chill that's so
1: that's your that's your cult activity that's is my cult activity. okay
0: yeah and now uh if you had a cult would would it be like a compound cult or would like, you know what i mean by that oh, yeah yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's, it's like where your, you live there yeah would you have your own like little little village area like where you it's
1: like a utopian society yeah
0: well yeah you try to be
1: yeah. Uh, I think so. You think so. I think if I start a cult, I try to make a utopian society in yeah. like, I don't know, where, there, where is there, like Wyoming maybe, or like Montana. Yeah.
0: Some place where you got some wide open. Yeah,
1: area. like a, a lot of open space, just like mm-hmm. buy a lot of land, and uh, so I can do my cult things.
0: I think the biggest downfall of cults is the leaders. Because they try to have too much control.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, oh, what do they call it? It's like the Greek tragedy. Like your your best strength yeah. is your biggest strength is also your biggest weakness. Mm. So that them starting them being the head of the cult and yeah. like starting it is probably what made you know them being controlling in the first place is what makes it like yeah. obviously all work. <laughs> but uh, I don't know how good your cult can be if you if you mingle with. Outside world.
0: I don't think. I think that's part of the idea of a cult is to be cut off from the outside world. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to like balance it out. Work-life
1: balance, cult life balance, cult yeah. life, ba- cult cult life, life balance.
0: balance. Like, you want to be in control because you're the leader, mm-hmm. but like you still want to be kind of chill. You want to y- give. You people- don't, you you don't want to yeah. push people away. Well, you want to make pe- you want to make sure people are dedicated, but mm-hmm. you don't want to be like overbearing to where you're like. That's sp- a good point. Where you're like creeping on them all day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You want people to join your call. Yeah. And be excited about it.
0: Yeah. Just hang out. Yeah. Just hang out. Have a good time. Make a good life. Do a good podcast. Well, um, that's a good episode. That was a long boy. I like it. Good. Well, we didn't do one last week, so I, I thought that we should... Extra, uh, extra good content. We should give a little extra content to yeah. the listeners. Extra mustard. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um... Well, I think that's a wrap. Um, if you celebrate Easter, happy Easter. Um, uh, yeah. I know I'm going back home and Kyle's taking a little trip.
1: Uh, I, might, I might be taking, might a, little be taking a little trip. A little trip, guy.
0: Um, so yes, be safe if you're traveling. Um, and find us on Twitter at World Wheel of Pod. Uh Find us on my Facebook page. Catch us on... Um, iTunes, rate and review. Um, catch us on Audio Boom, Stitcher, Spotify, and um, yeah. Take care. Yeah. Have a good weekend. Stay, stay safe out there. Stay safe.